The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air, yeah. and the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town tonight. Welcome to the Kwame Lasso of the Sports Talk. We are live. Alex Clancy in the studio. 888-346-9144 is the number. If you want to call in and join the show, happy Friday to everybody. Fast Friday, football Friday, uh, whatever you want Friday to be. Happy hour Friday. Fantasy football Friday. Fantasy football. That might that's be a segment I, I like I'm going to bring in next, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have a fantasy football Friday segment? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, but I do like that. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I want to initially, not initially, I want to right away get into um, uh, Jameis Winston. Because I don't want to forget about that. We talked, we we uh, we alluded to that yesterday. So I want to get into that and talk about more about everyone making it a. We're talking about a kid's life. We're talking about a nineteen-year-old. You talk about a decision that possibly made or not made, and 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 the sexual alleged allegations uh, that Jameis Winston denies. <clears throat> but when you're talking about this case, you 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 make it more reference to will he lose the Heisman. As opposed, to will he lose his life? You know, you, you know a lot of kids get, get condemned um, for decisions they make when they're 17, 18 years old because we hold them as such a standard because of where they are. And by that, I mean what university they are, where, where they are in life. He should be more mature or this or that. But we find excuses to make them adults. Hopefully, this is not the case because this is a serious incident. If he's been uh, uh, charged with some sexual, um, if these allegations are true. Um, but there's no room for that, and I don't I don't make any excuses for them because there's been a blueprint already. You 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 can't be that crazy. He's not a bad looking guy. He looks like a fun. He reminds me of Cam Newton. Yeah, he, he reminds me of a fun guy who wants you know that you would want to be around. So you have to do something. If a woman said no, no, it's no. That's just the bottom line to it. And but that works both ways too. If a man said no, no, it's no. But no one can believe that could happen to a man. But we're talking about Jameis Winston, uh, Florida State's freshman quarterback, phenom, Heisman candidate, in my opinion, Heisman winner. Uh, but these allegations and a lot of these guys saying, do I want to be on stage with a guy like this? And they got the right to do this. I'm talking about the ones who have a vote, the guys who won the Heisman. Do I want to be on stage with a guy who's who's been caught up in a situation uh, that is not of their standards? At the same time, a lot of these Heisman candidates, some of these Heisman candidates, uh, they didn't do anything be- prior to winning the Heisman, but their 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 background's not squeaky clean. Yeah, uh, Jameis Winston is as of November twelfth for the uh, experts poll for the Heisman watch. He has seventy six total votes. Johnny Manziel is second with sixty three. Uh, Jameis Winston has thirteen first place votes to Manziel's two first place votes. Um, I think that 
it's it's precarious timing for this to come out again. Uh, he was told by authorities on December seventh, two thousand twelve, that this case was closed. Uh, witnesses have come out since it's since it's uh, come back into the light of of media that um, a lot of uh, witnesses have come to his aid, uh, backing up his story and whatnot. But something like this is very touchy. Um, it's very, very. It, it's a very big situation in our society today. So again, this this comes out in a in a very interesting time, right when they're going kind of down the stretch here for the Heisman voting. I don't know if it's necessarily directly correlated, but with how things have gone and how shady the BCS has been recently in the past few years, uh, I I can't help but think that maybe there was something that had to do with that. I don't know why they attacked this kid at this point. I, I don't understand. I mean, I don't think I don't think race has anything to do with. It. I don't think it's anything like that. That um, I that and and that's and that's your stance. I thought we were going to talk about that at some yeah. point. Um, with Johnny Manziel being second and being down thirteen votes in the Heisman watch. I, I can't help but think that after all Johnny Manziel's done for the NCAA, that that couldn't have something to do with it as well. So I really don't know what to think at this point. Well, this guy can make uh, just as much money. If, if, if James Winston was um, – if this had happened three years ago, and I'm saying if he was in the league, because we, we talked about Terrell Pryor, we talked about everybody in Ohio State, these guys who get, get in trouble, uh, their collegiate career was over with. They were done. We weren't talking about them playing in the next football game. We wasn't even talking about we, – we automatically – we, I say the media, not me, um, automatically condemn these guys and say their career is over. It's dumb. I, I, I do. I don't have a lot of room for stupidity at all. I, you know, I joke around, have fun, but I don't have room for stupidity. And by that, I mean a sexual harassment case, or alleged sexual rape, or or whatever might took place, or what these allegations are. I don't have room for that because we've seen plenty of talented. I know in my lifetime, I've seen plenty of great, good to great men be taken down by some nonsense like this. I'm like, oh, you couldn't wait for your success or you just want to take something right now that wasn't yours? Then that's what you was going to do down the road anyway. Um, you do have a maturity factor. Um, so I don't, I, I just don't condemn any, um, you know, allegations or sexual harassment. I, there's no room for it, really. Um, I, I you, you mentioned something about the timing. I'm very confused about the timing of this and why this will come out when, I think he needs to come out, get in front of the podium. We talk about the podium. Uh, Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians. When you get in in front of that uh, podium, it's always something drastic. It's always something you're apologizing for. It's always something. But if somebody said I did something and I didn't do it, I'm going to have a problem with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, This kind of stuff is – with the 12 prior thing, they were trying to uh, sell sell jerseys, sell uh, memorabilia and whatnot. That directly – uh, that directly what was it was an infraction directly uh, put in place by the NCAA. So that they nip it out in the bud right away. This is something that is bigger than sports. This is more important than sports. So we don't really know exactly what the NCAA is going to do, how it's going to affect uh, Jameis Winston and the fr- and the uh, university as a whole. I mean, obviously, this is worse than selling paraphernalia and, and selling memorabilia. Um, I think that. More things will come out because this has been a rapid story ever since it came back up. Um, I just don't understand if this is like – you can't say anything to make it look like the woman is lying because, uh, I mean, that is – they get the benefit of the doubt as well they should with well, all of these things. And this is very touching. I'm, I'm using my words very, very gingerly here. Here's my problem with that, and you, you're, right on, you're right on point with that. Here's my problem with it. I had a guy on my team uh, when I was coaching in Vegas um, – he was accused for rape, spent 
I want to say five, six years in prison for something he didn't do, lost his entire college career, lost scholarships, uh, tried to make it back into the league, didn't make it back, uh, didn't make it back as if his chances were greater when he came out of high school to college. And then you find out the woman denies everything and says her mother put her up to it. Now, this guy spent time, lost millions, uh, possibly lost millions, but this woman, this girl, and, and her mother didn't get in trouble at all. So how you explain something like that when these false allegations, defamation of character, this guy, they should have spent those six, seven years in prison. Uh, he, was in a, he was a kid, for one, treated like a grown man. They put him in prison, not jail. They put him in prison, lose scholarship, every scholarship in the world that he had. Uh, so I don't I want to say this is the case with James Winston, but I don't. Where is this woman? That's I, I haven't seen her name. Maybe I'm not didn't read far enough or enough. But I haven't seen her name in the police report uh, that she's come out because James Winston and his lawyer, they thought this was over. Even Florida State thought this was over. Tallahassee Police Department thought all this was done in February 2012. So now all this is coming out and the timing is suspect with me. The um, and, for, and for him not to be saying something right now that I will have a problem if you can accuse me of something that I know I didn't do, I'm, I'm going to say it. Catch me when I'm telling the. Catch me when I'm lying, not when I'm. Don't accuse me when I'm telling the truth. Now I, I had I had the dates mixed up. The incident was December seventh, two thousand twelve. He was told by authorities in February two thousand thirteen. So this year mm-hmm. that that uh, the case was closed. That so it wasn't it wasn't a full year almost uh, between the case closed and it coming back up. So that brings a little bit more um, uh, understanding into into it coming back now. Um, yeah, I, I don't. The thing about the jail time, you can't. You can't think that that's what every woman's motive is when this kind of stuff happens. This was almost a year ago. I mean, it's but I'm focusing on the timing and the sports aspect of this. I don't know if this will affect his Heisman hopes. I, I honestly, it really it doesn't matter. I mean, the Heisman is such a joke, anyways. Now it is a joke, just, and, and I know that you feel that way as well. Yeah, it is a joke, but I don't, I don't, I don't condone robbing these kids. And I go back. I talk to Paul Boise all the time. I don't condone robbing these kids of, of an award. That man, you could be if you never make it to the NFL. I won the Heisman. That's that's good. But you know, most guys who win the Heisman get into the NFL. We can't say that about them being great at the next level. But winning the Heisman is a great achievement. I can't. Let me ask you: In your fear, and in, in a fearful moment, can you can you say you can tell a difference between a five nine and five eleven guy as opposed to a six four guy? Probably not. I I don't know. I mean, I've never. I wouldn't be thinking. And I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I, that is that is something that I will that I cannot project on somebody at all. I, I know. And I, I'm pleading, pretty much pleading the because I just don't know. I can't. I'm. No, I don't know. I, I, I hear you, and it's and I don't know. When when you're fearful, your brain goes into a different state, uh, flight or fight. Uh, so, but I, I don't. I'm pretty sure, personally, me, I can tell the difference between a five nine person and a six four person, or a five eleven person and a six four person. That's totally a different statute. I, I can do that. But I know a lot of people who's been accused from four nine to five to uh, six ten, and, and that's the range. I'm looking for that guy from four nine to six ten. And all my friends stay in the house. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's I, it's a situation. I'm not rendered speechless a lot. I just, but that I just don't. I don't want to. Um, I, I actually don't want to be one of the. You know, the story is out. There's not information. You know how we jumped on the uh, Rich uh, Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin situation. 
you know, everybody got on that real hard, and now, then more reports come out. Well, wait, wait a minute. They look like friends. Um, wait a minute. What's this Miami Dolphins doing? Um, wait, uh, Jonathan Martin, he's not built for this game. And so, there were so many stories coming out, um, and then, you know, the media jumped on it. Uh, we talked about it for about um, – we talked about it for a week, probably. Uh, also talked about the, the football game they had to play with Tampa Bay that they ended up losing. But with the, with this case, two things I want I will I think I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for more information. I am I am kind of suspicious about the timing of that, um, and I want him to really come out and say, you know, I didn't. You just come out and say I didn't do it. This is not me. I don't. know. Where were you on a – they asked this question for a reason. Where were you on a night of such and such? Where were you on a day of such and such? And that alone, you got corroborating witnesses. You know, you can take yourself out of the picture. Yeah. I, I mean, with, with all this stuff that I've uh, learned from, from my girl with this kind of stuff, it's just it's, – it, it, it's mind-boggling how many bad things happen all the time, you know, and then this stuff kind of comes out, and then it's like, oh, especially – I mean, and this is the typecast, and I'll tell you this much – with the racing that comes into play, I mean, the typecasting of that in, in something that I don't believe in and whatnot, but but it happens a lot, especially with a high-profile athlete. It's just tales old as time, right? I mean, look at your friend you went to college with. This is just the stuff that if you're looking for a payday, if you're looking for something, I'm not saying that this is the case. I will never say, I will never accuse anybody of making that the case of why, why you'd uh, accuse somebody of this. Right, until you got that person who's the accuser right in your face and worth were on video, on on recorder, uh, it's, we'd be speculating unless we know the, that person's background, that person's history. Uh, speaking of race, we'll come back. I, want to do, I do want to talk a little bit because we mentioned it yesterday on the Wednesday game with Matt Broccoli. Uh, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, I want to talk about some racial stuff he said. It's craziness in this day and time. Kwame Lassie, Alex Clancy, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio, as always. Alex will be hosting the show next week as I will be out of town. Um, I will do my best to call in. Um, Freeland, Jeremy Freeland may call in and hang out with you a a day or two, maybe or not. But I know you got some guests possibly lined up. So, you know, do what you got to do for an hour a day, except on Wednesdays, you know. I can talk for an hour. I know you can. (laughs) Talk right over me for an hour. Well, you're welcome. Um... Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. 888-346-9144. We were talking of uh, uh, Jameis Winston's situation. Um, there's so much going on. so much out there about it. I don't want to be one of the first ones. I don't want to jump on it right now and then have to go back and say, well, oh, there's more information now. There's always more to the uh, story. Um, just like the Jonathan uh, Martin, Richie Incognito stuff, there was always more. Then had me swaying back and forth. Uh, Richie Incognito has filed grievance with the NFL uh Good for him. You don't play with somebody's money. It's thirty-five. He's making. He's losing thirty-five thousand plus a game. Uh, the story that comes out is that the Miami Dolphins don't even want to be affiliated with this guy anymore. Uh, but you can't take him. If this was all he know of football, and and there's no charge or crime against him, then how are you gonna stop him from working? You know, it's right to. I don't know if that's a right to work state. I know Arizona is. Yeah, this is a this is just a different situation because I mean, again, this just came out. Like it's it, this stuff doesn't normally come out. You know, you work it, you work with it in the locker room, you deal with your problems in the locker room, and and you go about your business, and you become and you remain friends. So, Richie Agnito said that he has eleven hundred forty two text messages between him and Jonathan Martin uh, over the course of over the course of the past year. He's so, those. Yeah, so uh, this whole thing about them being friends is true. I mean, Jonathan Martin texted him a couple of days after after he left the team, saying, you know. Uh, I, I, this is all crazy. You know, this isn't your fault. I just it, the whole locker room thing just wasn't for me. So he's the scapegoat again. We've said this ad nauseum that John, John uh, Rich Incognito is the scapegoat, and he's paying the he's paying the uh, consequences for it. Now, both of those guys, um, let's let's say they were friends. Both, but does that exclude the Miami Dolphins from telling John for Richie Incognito to go out and make this guy tough? That doesn't exclude them. Miami is. Conveniently come into the picture with three press conferences early last week, uh, but then they kind of backtracking on him. Then they don't want the guy even on the team. Allegedly, this is the stories I'm reading and hearing. Um, where does the Miami Dolphins fit in this situation? I asked the question before, but I just I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer. We don't know yet. I mean, uh, Jonathan Martin is meeting with the NFL investigator. I think as we speak, uh, a lot more is going to come out about the Dolphins. That's going to come out last. You know the whole thing. Their their involvement in this will come out as the last part of the as last part of the puzzle, which could blow everything up, or it could just you know ride off into the sunset and not be a huge deal. It, it all depends on how much involvement they had. The toughening up, they said yes, that Incognito was in charge of toughening him up. But a mentor is a mentor. You're supposed to do that when you get to when you have a guy that comes in the NFL, and especially from an NFL pro style offense. You need to teach him the emotional game. He probably already has the physical game. Yeah. Um, and uh, a, lot, a lot of guys can't. A lot of guys don't last long because of the mental part of the game. They can physically play, but mentally they can't take little small jokes or get in, in, into mental battles. Um, that's how a lot. That's how some of the battles are won on the football field. Mentally, you may make a mistake. Mentally, you jump off sides. Mentally, you false start. That loses games, and that means someone else is in your head. What you? What bothers me the most is when an offensive lineman just getting out the huddle. 
jumps off sides. I don't know your snap count. I don't know where you're going. You know when you're going, but you jump off sides. I think we have a call on the line. Francis? Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. I just wanted to call and congratulate you on the new show. You guys are sounding great. You get to spend four days a week with each other now, so that's uh, awesome. I know. He's four already getting. He's, yeah, he's already he's already getting on my nerves. I got some. <laughs> I got some Kahlua. I got some Kahlua in my coffee now. Yeah. At first, it was just straight coffee. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. You guys sound really great. You, you sound really great. So yesterday. This is the purpose of my call, to, to say uh, congratulations. But oh, yesterday, that. I, uh, I was listening, and I heard you're going to Orlando. So um, I want to tell you, my favorite restaurant in the entire country is in Orlando. So you've got to go. It's a restaurant called Christine's. Christine's? Christine. It's like C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-I-S. Sound like a strip club, but okay. Yeah. We got Christie's here in uh, in Phoenix, there, pops. Uh, all right, Christie's. It's on um, Doctor Phillips Boulevard, right over near Universal. See Chris, see Chris Christie, the I'm standing on uh, guy at the bar, and tell him that uh, Michael from San Diego sent you. Uh, Michael from San Diego. I'm standing at Shingle Creek, so that's on University Boulevard. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so um, I think you're going like that. Michael from San Diego sent me in here. He said it's on the it's house. It's on the house. It's, it's got to be on the house or he won't go. It's on the house. Oh, my. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, tell you what, I tell you what. I tell you what. You, you see the pictures of Shaq and all of the guys all over the wall there. So give him your pedigree. Um, he, he buys me a drink, and I, I never played anything. Um, <laughs> I'm going to log I'm gonna log that in my memory base as long as it can hold. And then, I might, <laughs> and then I might put it in my phone. But, yeah, I'll I check it out because I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to be... I, I I love getting away just to relax, just to lay around and not hear any yep. noise. It does for, for for the most part and especially the bonus to me is golfing. It's not that I'm going out there to golf, but I'm doing something with Lexus Nexus. Um but the bonus is just laying around. I mean golfing yep. is the bonus, but me laying around is really why I'm no noise, nothing. Don't I don't want to hear anything. Don't ask me nothing. Do you throw clubs? No, I don't throw clubs. You don't. You never I, snapped a club in half or anything. No, but I, I tell you, when I was, it was frustrating when I was learning because golf is a tough game. Um, I just throw a club. I'm like, if I had a caddy, my caddy would not throw a club. My caddy would not say, "Oh, you this, you did," would not say anything bad about me. So I started thinking like a caddy while I'm playing. You know, pump myself up, uh, go practice more. If I want, if, if you practice more, you don't have to throw. You throw less clubs. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I don't throw clubs. I got better when I when I got control of my mind, as far as golf was concerned. Yeah, um, Mr. Francis, what do you think about um, the incognito situation right now with all the stuff that's about to come out? Um, so, so the, the the two smartest things I've heard, I heard right at the same time last week on the Fox pregame show. I think I listened to all of it. Listen to you guys. Listen to Dan Patrick, Mike and Mike, everybody. Smartest thing I ever heard. One, Holly Long said. I don't know how this is going to come out, but I'm going to guarantee you that the NFL locker room has been changed forever. Yes. It will never yeah. be the same again. Sure. I'll agree. Yep. And number two, uh, um, Terry Bradshaw said, let's all shut up until all the story's out, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, think, I think that, unfortunately, in Kwame, you know, everybody has its culture, culture of a locker room, culture of a corporate boardroom or whatever it is. 
but everybody knows right now that that um, you know, I mean, the whole sexual harassment and 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 other harassment in the workplace that was never talked about really until we got lawyers involved. So that has changed America that you really can't discriminate because somebody's going to sue you. Somebody's going to sue you, and now it's going to be the same with the with the NFL. It was it was a closed society that now has been blown open, and so now any guy with a grieve, you know, maybe he's not playing. Maybe he wants to sue. So there, there's going to have to be probably changes in the culture in the locker room. I mean, I think, I don't know, you, you know better than me. Well, I'll tell you, and, and people, unfortunately, look for any reason and every reason to sue somebody. Uh, it, it does, I know. Uh, yeah, you better watch your step then for me. I'm different. Yeah, your own son, <laughs> your own son can sue you. Um, I, I don't buy into, I, I need to, I'm like Terry Brushaw. I'm also like, um, uh, Howie Long. I want all the information, uh, but I do. I don't mind speaking on it as I hear it. I just don't. I try not to make opinion about it, or not opinion, right. but any facts to it until I hear all the story. Because as I said earlier in the segments, that there's a lot of things coming out that had me swaying on the fence about well, who's right or who's wrong in the in the Jonathan Martin Richie Incognito uh, story. Um, I, I I don't buy into the racial slurs. I wish I was in that locker room and on that team, and I don't know how those other guys bought into it. And I well, I say I don't know, but if you say it and do it a lot, that's how you buy into it. And so you allow anybody else to do it, and you can't say it. It it, it, it cracks me up when somebody say, "Well, we can say it, but you can't." Uh, well, you just don't say it. it was a bad word. It was it was designed for to degrade you, or defamate you. Don't say it. Period. I don't care what music you listen to or what uh, movies you look at. I know they uh, real quickly off the subject. They tried to condemn a lot of rappers for the stuff they were doing as far as the words they were saying. But you put you put out Scarface. I mean, one can't go without the other. Yeah. You can't do that. Did you did you hear it in the locker room? Like from uh from from white players? No. Like stuff like this. For white players? Yeah. I, no. You didn't know. Uh, it was not in, my, not in the Arizona Cardinals, not in the San Diego Chargers. Um, I didn't hear it in St. Louis. Uh, but but I didn't put myself around guys who talk like that. That's fair. Uh, so if you weren't you weren't going you were not going to feel comfortable talking to me like that in an environment like that. You you just not. Well, I don't understand how people are, but yeah. I mean that's that's fine because they they don't even know what they're saying. Some of the stuff come out their mouth. They just it, they so brainwashed by music because they they play it in the music. You think, you think that's it? I, no, I think you, that, you talked I, about this yesterday. I think it's part of it. I, yeah. I, I think it's part of it. I've seen. Um, yeah, it's part of it. This stuff can. This stuff seeks into your body, your DNA, and you don't think it's. In, you don't think it's in a big deal. Everybody else saying it. <laughs> I, I guess there's not anything wrong with it. Yeah. But yeah, I, the culture, Francis, <clears throat> the culture of the locker room will be changed forever. I think. I, I didn't see it a lot in my locker room, um, but I, I think there's got to be a lot more information coming out. Uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, Jameis Winston. It's going to be a lot more information coming mm-hmm. out. But this Richie Incognito stuff, you, he does have a right to work. So what do you think is worse for the NFL, this locker room having to be changed now or you not being able to hit anybody on the field? Because it's an emotional both. versus a physical thing. Yeah, so both. which one? Well, do you think, it's, you think they're both bad? Do you think bullying? Well, bullying, it's, it, that, that word has been used so much out of context and unnecessarily. Hazing, do you think hazing or... Trying to take somebody's block off, uh, coming across the middle, which one do you think is worse taken away from football? You know what? That's a great question. But I, I'll say this. I don't like, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100%, I'm adamant about this. I don't like people making decisions who's never been in that battle. 
I don't, I don't, I despise it. Um, I, I, at the same time, let me talk with two tongues. There's some great coaches never played, but they've been around the game and they understood that I've never played. But let me get this information and then and, and and see if I can get a rapport with these guys, so they know I know what I'm talking about. W- with anything, if you buy into what I'm saying, you gonna go 100 percent on it. But if you don't, you are gonna be so reserved that on the football field you, you might be a second or two late, and that's gonna that's cost when you, you get hurt. That's when you get hurt. I think football is gonna be flag football. I don't like the decision where. Um, there's a lot of decisions made at real time that you they just throw in flags because they want to be safe and sure that that's what it is as opposed to letting it go by. Guys are ducking their heads when they see defenders coming. The defender is already zeroed in a certain part of your body. These guys are running full speed. I'm not trying to hit you in the head. I don't want to get hit in the head if I'm a, if I'm a defender. So they're zeroing in on a certain part of your body. Receivers see them in split second because these guys are that talented. They can do things in split seconds. They duck their head, the flag comes out, it's the defender's fault. Uh, same thing on third and one. The running back the running back coming full speed, he ducks his head. He's going at my knees now. So now I, I think the I think the, the the culture of the game as far as aggressiveness is gonna be out of the game. It's gonna be more flag football. The game was designed anyway. You remember when they changed the rule when you couldn't touch the receiver after five yards anymore. Mm-hmm. That's an offensive game. They want people to come in the stadium and see 40-something points on the scoreboard. But defensively, I don't want to give you more than – if I can keep you under 17 points, I can win 80% of my games. Yeah, and that's what the Cardinals are trying to do now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We got Fr- – Francis, you hanging in? Uh, I'll stay one more if you want to have me. One more is good. Uh, we'll take a break. Kwame Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We are third segment. Uh, you know what? De- Deborah Debris is not here. We forgot to mention her. But you can also check out uh, Deborah's DebraDebris.com or YourClearEdge.com. Um, Deborah's in Murder Beach having a great time doing the Deborah thing. She's always also yeah. working. She I say hard. she's working for Yeah, she, she does. Deborah stays on her grind. Uh, that's the, you know what? That's the only way you're going to get anything. Uh, I know... 
let me talk about my brother for a second. He got it easy. A knucklehead that's better at football than you were? Way better than I am. Yeah. He's better than every, everything. He's better than everything, almost everything. But it goes back to um, the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. You go back to the mental part of it. He's just, I, mean, I don't know why, because he's smart, smarter than me than I was, I thought. Uh, and that's the only person I can concede to because I can figure out most people. And, I, and that's, that's a great, I love doing that, figuring out people. And then, but he was, he was that guy. But when you get everything easy, it's, it's hard to appreciate it when you get it. And that's kind of what we were talking and you know, alluding to what Deborah, she stays on the grind. So she's going to get what she deserves out there because she's moving around. Um, we were talking off the air. We still have Francis on the line. Thanks for calling into the show. Pre- um, definitely appreciate the, um, the uh, thanks and the good, the good words you talked about me and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but we were talking. I, I do want to um, get into this Matt Barnes situation, but we were talking about the, the violence of the game. Alex alluded to that earlier as far as where, where is the game going to change. Is it going to be in the locker room, the mental part of it, or the physical part of it? But uh, off-air, uh, Francis brought up Rodney Harris and um, who's the other guy, uh, Dan Patrick, standing on the sideline, and Rodney looked at He watched and listened to that game and couldn't believe he played it. And I, I mentioned that a year or two ago. That game is so physical. Here's why he can't believe he played it. He's, he's somewhat sane now because while he played football, he was – Conditioned, he had no time to think. Mm-hmm. He was conditioned to go out there and do that. I, wa- I go to the Cardinals game and I watch car crash after car crash after car crash, and I'm thinking, there's no way this guy's getting up. Pops right up like it was just the thing to do because this guy's been conditioned to do this and say, "All right, this is a tough sport. Get up." And that, that kind of is kind of what part of the conversation with Jonathan Martin is in Miami. He's not tough enough, or he's not mental enough. Um, and we, we'll wait on that information before we really solidify our final thoughts on that. But football is a physical game. Mm-hmm. It's very physical. Uh, and these guys, I can't believe that, um, you know, like like a, a player like that, I can't believe that, you know, I played that game for so long you at think, that level. Did you did you have any injuries? That, I think you played almost every game, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So you played almost. So say, um, take AP, for example. He had this awful knee injury, comes back. Do, does your mental toughness have to – like, because I've never played a contact sport before. I mean, I, I used to put my shoulder in some chest playing basketball, but that, I mean, you that got, was you the, got a girlfriend. That was you? it. Yeah, well, enough. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, now with, with Francis on the phone. Um, we, uh, but AP comes back, and his mental toughness is it, it's it's got to have jumped up levels to be able to come back and not worry about your knee anymore. Going through the same thing that happened that got your knee injured in the first place. Well, uh, AP, he he he's one of the guys that know he's physical enough to play the game um, mentally. And this happens with a lot of guys, not just him. Great question. You got to be willing to go out there with no knee brace on and say, my knee is healed. This is what it is. I'm going to do what I have to do. If it get hurt, I'm getting hurt on the football. I always thought, I'm never going to get hurt in practice. If I get hurt, it's going to be in the game trying to help my team win. Um, but he, he had to mentally convince himself or someone around him had to convince him, your knee is good, you looks good, you're doing everything that you did last year, unfortunately. There's different surgeries now. Doctors are even better um, overseas. Yeah. There's different surgeries now. So this guy was able to come back. I, that was, I've never seen anything like that. Before him, it was Terrell Owens who broke his foot and was playing in the – he's a receiver who has to plant and cut, was playing in the Super Bowl four or five weeks later. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. But what AP did was amazing. I don't know if you could ever see that again. Kobe does it somewhat with his knees. He goes to overseas, allegedly, I think, Germany somewhere. Yeah, Germany. Gets it done. 
But yeah, well, I, mean, I, th- I think you bring up a really. This is probably maybe one of the best points uh, I, I've heard. If we expand it a little, so what you're saying is that in order to get through this, you know, horrific physical encounter once a week, and the practice, and the meetings, and the this, you just basically got to commission, uh, uh, um, commit your mind to this is what I'm doing. This is my life. This is what I'm doing. People are yelling at me. Coaches are yelling at me. Everybody's yelling. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. And if, if you take that, <clears throat> you know, then a step further, everybody, all 46 guys or whatever uh, on the team, if everybody has that mentality, then you're going to have a, <laughs> a non-normal uh, work environment. I mean, you know, my work, my work, you can't say anything to anybody or you know, everybody's going to get upset. So it's interesting. Doesn't stop them, um, but it's like here. But go ahead, you're making great points. Okay, so I'm making your point. It's 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 interesting that I I I've lived that in business where you I know Alex knows I had a job in L.A. that was particularly tough and and the work environment was not great, but I was succeeding and. You know, I basically did what I had to do to be successful and, and, and make my business there successful. And then you have a few years, you have a few years uh, away from it to kind of reflect, and you kind of go, whoa, was I really like that? Right. You know, did I really do that? And that, that's a, you know, that, that, that kind of puts some clarity on it for me, how guys can be in an environment like that and really not think that... It's 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 a zoo. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. If you're going to play for the for whatever team, this is what you're going to do. Absolutely. I, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, they they are they are conditioned not to think about anything but football. Uh, yeah. And and assistant coaches, you know, the coaches make it a point. The the, the media makes it a point. The the staff. Uh, your signing bonus, your 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 contract makes it a point to say you think about football. You don't have time to think about anything else. And as you go further on in your career, you start you start uh, getting family, family members, people around you that you have to support. So you can't be hurt now. So now you have to be on that field because you got to take care of somebody. So now it's 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 day in, day out, week in and week out. You don't think about anything but getting on the field and playing at a high level because there's a draft every year and they will find somebody to take your place. Uh, so these guys are conditioned to, and it, it, it's amazing that the mental part of it, you have to be tough mentally to say, okay, my hamstring don't feel good. I'm not a quarterback who has $75 million, so I can't sit out. I have to go play. I thought like that. I thought I'm undrafted. Um, I can't be hurt. The, the Arizona Cardinals trainers will tell you now. They 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 say if I played in the sixties, seventies, eighties, I would fit right in with that craft of football because I played the game how it was supposed to be played. And I guess that's physical. Um, uh, Jim John Armandro uh, was the head trainer there, and he said this is the way the game's supposed to be played. But he wasn't telling me go be a fool and play hurt. He was saying this is how you play. Guys don't if they don't have the luxury or the security to sit out a game or sit out of practice. I didn't never want to miss practice because I felt bad that my teammates was practicing and, I, and I'm sitting on the sideline. It just always felt uncomfortable to me. So they, they, they're mentally conditioned to do something that no other human being would do. 
average uh, and, civilian human being. And that and that's why there's this huge uproar about Roger Goodell changing the rules because they're changing the way that you were taught how to play your whole life. Well, Roger Goodell, he's a lawyer, right? Is he a lawyer? Was he, yeah, was he a I think he was a lawyer. Man? Yeah. So, so I'm not changing the subject. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of moving it further. Like, so you have all these things. You're injured. You play injured. I mean, that's just what it is. You go to you go, you have your day off. You practice five days. You play the game, and that's it. You know, film everything. Doesn't matter if you're injured or not. You're going to play. Now, with the softening of the rules, does the mindset change? I mean, or does it get even more so that if you're not getting hit as much, you shouldn't be injured ever, and you should oh, you should play more often than you normally would? The guys want they the the rules are hurting these guys that that play football the way we know it to be played uh, because they want to get out there and bang. Most of them, the free agents, are not going to get a chance because they don't get a chance to hit or go out there and. And uh, everybody can practice with the shorts on and the helmets, and, and they look good because they're talented enough. That's why they're there. But when it comes to getting in position to make a tackle or, or, or even making that tackle with the pass on, guys get separated. And we say this all the time. In training camp, everyone looks good until we get into real camp when, when the pass are on. And then guys start, you can see the separation of guys who, who was willing to hit, not can hit, the guys who are willing to hit. Uh, go out there and get it done. I, and I and I asked his uh, Roger Goodell lawyer. I thought I think he is a lawyer by trade. Well, he, he there's a saying with lawyers. Lawyers, I mean, they go through everything they go through, and why they so hardcore is they because they they like sharks. Sharks come out swimming. They <laughs> yeah, and he also doesn't want to get sued by everybody. So right. I think he's trying to pay it forward here. Listen, I'll save your life. Yeah. Just go follow these rules. I'll save your life after you retire. And and I wonder is he taking over the. Uh, um, the other commissioners, the other guys who, yeah, before them, Boo, there was uh, Pete Rosale. Um, Pete Rosale was part of an organization who knew what was going on. He had to. It's impossible for you to be commissioner and not know what's Did going on. Did anybody ask, though? Nobody asked. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, why would you well, Why would you give up your whole sport if, if, if nobody asked? Right. Well, those guys, they taking don't, advantage. They don't know to ask. They take advantage. But when you look at – I always thought if you look at the money that's being made and you look at the money that's being paid, if there's a significant difference, then something's not right. Something not right, and, and, uh, and you didn't give me the information I need to make a choice. Yeah, something's not right with that. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, pretty much they're saying you signed up for this. Right. Deal with the ramifications of it. Yeah. You're uh, gonna be the you're most you're gonna be the most famous person in the United States maybe for three and a half years because that's the shelf life, right? And they hide it in the contract too. Let me let me add that to it. You sign the contract if you're stupid enough not to read it, then you gonna get what you deserve. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they I mean, he's covered his behind. He tries to and look. So they paid what six hundred seventy-five mil to fourteen hundred players. I mean, that's that's chump change. That's nothing. Right. I mean, that's that's nothing. So I, 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 mean, I can give most people in the NFL that's shut up money. I can give you fifty million dollars. Most people in the NFL, and you're gonna give it back to me in three years because you're idiotic. I don't. There's no. There's there's starting to be programs now because we're watching we're watching everybody complain. Uh, Guys with some sense in their head complain about where's the program for this? Where's the mentor? Where's the leadership? Where's the off-season program? Where these guys, when football is over, they got time to get in trouble. They got too much time, too much money to get in trouble. Now, you, you should be mature enough. Most of these guys coming out right out of, right out of college at a freshman or a redshirt freshman or a sophomore, there, there was no program in college because and you only have 20 hours a week to prepare for 
the next game. And it's not to teach guys technique. That's why guys don't have great technique in the NFL anymore. They don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to talk. They, they, they can't get in position. They wait till the guy run by and try to arm um, tackle the guy. Um, but there's no time to teach these guys how to be men instead of saying, well, you're a great asset. Come play football. Come do what you got to do. Well, do you think there's one franchise that will change the mold and be like, hey, it's part of your contract. You are going to meet with a financial advisor. You are going to meet with Man, a life coach. That you are going to meet with something. Yes, yes. I think that's... Some of that's being done now, but that's that's a great way but, to do it. But streamline it, make it make it mainstream. Here's the problem: oh. they have agents and they have agent firms, and agent has friends, so everybody's out for the player because they think the players just dumb. And most players prove the agents and firms right. Well, because they're a paycheck. The players are a paycheck right. to the agent. They forget that the agent worked for them. They think they work for the agent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what? Uh, we appreciate Francis. I know he got to go. I know he got some uh, big time uh, stuff to do out in San Diego. When you heading I'm back going to, to run on the beach? Yeah, yeah, he's sitting on his behind today. Oh, big time I'm stuff! Going to run on the beach right now. If you if you if you run on the beach a certain way, that's big time stuff. Oh, he used yeah. to run five miles every day before work. Oh man, I could five miles. Yeah. That, that sounds good, but my heart won't let me do it right now. Um, <laughs> man, we we definitely appreciate you calling in again. Yeah, thank seriously, you. thank you. Thanks for the good words about the show. Oh, we we we're gonna get better. I tell you, next week we'll be. Well, the week after. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're right, we'll be better next week. <laughs> the, the, week the, the week after, we'll be a lot better. Uh, so, uh, make sure you say hi to Chris, Christine for me. Christine? Yeah, you already forgot. I'll write it down for you. Christine oh, in Orlando. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In Orlando, you got to, Christine. I'll email you. Yeah, do, we'll be all right. do that. Uh, all right, guys, thank all right. you very much. All right, I appreciate that, All right, Francis. Pops. Talk to you later, guys. Uh, Francis is always welcome on the show. He comes to town. He comes to the show. Good guy. Uh, I think he owed me dinner at Dominique's. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. I'll be right back. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy and Kwame in studio. Just finished up a great segment with Francis. My father, uh, he's always got some great insight, uh, and Kwame loves him as well. Uh, we're going to switch over to NBA for the last segment. Uh, quickly, Matt Barnes, if for those of you who didn't know, uh, tweeted a racially charged uh, tweet after getting ejected um, a couple days ago during a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
when he stood up for Blake Griffin once again and tweeted out pretty much that Blake Griffin is a wuss and, and more choice words than that and that he's done sticking up for people. Got fined 25000 for the tweet. Um, this is just another another thing on the list for, for Mr. Barnes and uh, in his checkered past of fines and suspensions. I mean, I, I, would, I would go as much as to say that he's got fined upwards of $250,000 over his career, if not a little bit more suspended games. He, he's played on eight teams in ten years for a reason. And this showed why, once again, he's just, he's not, he doesn't seem to be a very good person. Seems to be gifted. He seems to work really hard on the basketball court. I'm sure he seems to be a good teammate, but I think it's more so than him just, quote-unquote, sticking up for his teammates. I think he just likes to fight, and I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't think Blake Griffin really means all that much to him when it comes down to it. He just wants to be the one that's the enforcer, wants to get his rage out, and he picks it on whoever picks on one of his teammates. Don't you think Blake Griffin needs to stand up for himself at some point? Uh, I don't why? say I don't. Why not? Yeah, well, no, no, no. Why I mean, not? I think he basketball is different. We switch from you know football when to basketball. Jordan, you know when Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan? When Detroit Pistons beat him up. When he he got tired, enough is enough. Yeah, and Blake Griffin will never be Michael Jordan. No, no, that's true. That's true. A lot of people. He's soft. I mean, Jordan was the most mentally, top five mentally tough people in the NBA of all time. With Magic Johnson and a couple others. Yeah, so but you can't but, really compare. Michael, I mean, Jordan, Michael Jordan became physical. Michael Jordan was always a finesse guy. He became physical after beat, getting beat up by Detroit for two years. And getting that broken leg in his, was his second year. Um, he became tough. Blake Griffin, and when he came out of Oklahoma, we oh, this guy jumped out the gym. We we knew he couldn't shoot the fifteen yeah, foot and out, right, correct. but he was dunking everything. Looks good, looks like a lot of potential. But if guys feel like they can push you around, they're gonna do that. When Matt Barnes, now I got a problem with what Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes said. If you, there should be an enforcer on every team, but they shouldn't have to. You know, when guys get fined, most of the time your teammates come to your rescue. Well, here's 10,000 here. These basketball players with basketball numbers. Here's 10,000 here, 10,000 there. He got fined for taking up for his teammates. Now, uh, he didn't ask him to do that. He didn't ask him uh, to fight my battles for him. But come on, after a while, I'm fighting your battles all the time. Mm-hmm. So Matt Barnes was fed up. And him be- he being fed up. Shouldn't have said what he said nope. through that, uh, that was correct. through that text, and then we make a situation. We just had a situation with uh, Richie Incognito and his racial slurs. Then this guy comes out with his racial. Slurs. I don't care how many uh, asterisks you put in in front of words. Everyone know either say it or don't say it, and hold on to it because now who doesn't know what that what those words are. Yeah, do some pushes or something at halftime before tweeting. You know, to get the rage out. I mean, he, he just has such why. anger issues that I mean, it's. He just picks you. So he gets upset with another player, and he picks on his own teammate at halftime. Like said, that's exactly what happened. I understand that anger, but I don't understand the words. I'm getting tired of, um, I'm getting tired of taking up for these such and such such these uh, whatever whatever he said. But it was racial and and it was silly to say. That's why the reporters. There's a reason why reporters don't come into the locker room after a game for like 15 to 30 minutes. Because that's supposed to be your cool off time, coach's time, and then a time to cool off. Because the coach is the mediator. He's supposed to, all right, this is what happened in the game. You know, the reporter's going to be here. Talk with a calm mind. Uh, and most guys can't hear that. So Matt Barnes, one of the guys that seemed to can't hear it being with his 18th and 10 years, 10 years in the league. That's a blessing. You play one year. Um, but this guy has been bounced around, and he wants to be the defender on every team. Uh, and I think Matt Barnes is good. But – those type of antics going to get him moved to another team probably yeah. next week. You know, I don't, just don't have time for it because at, at some point you're going to start missing games. Once you ejected twice, I think the third one, you, you're well, missing it, a game. Yeah. it's um, it, But, I mean, he's not really a, pl- a player of consequence. He's not run our test. 
He's a poor man's Ron Artest. Artest was the best defender in the NBA. He just happened to have an anger problem. And uh, did you see in the preseason, I think it was preseason early in the year when uh, he, I think he, uh, he made a hard foul on Tyler Hansborough. Tyler Hansborough turns around to like confront the person that hit him. And he he looks around and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Ron. Like he just, he is feared. He doesn't have to do anything because he's feared. And he's a, because he will beat up fans. He will get into the, get get into the stands and beat people up. But don't you think that's cowardice? (laughs) You, you, you tough until you find out who you tough in front of. Well, Tyler Hansborough. I I don't, I don't. I mean, that's off topic. Sorry. That's not off topic. He's a Carolina guy. He's, he's. He, you tough until you find out who you tough front of. Yeah, See, he's not a St. John's guy. They every, play different ball in St. John's. Absolutely. Now, everybody has something to say until you find out who you're saying it to. And I, one thing I despise, I want to use the word hate, but hate such a it's such a bad word. Despise is the next thing after that, yeah. so let me say despise. Okay. I, I despise cowards. I despise people who can't be themselves or want to be somebody else. I despise them. Just, I, hate being, I despise being around you. Let me go and say what I want to say. I hate being around cowards. Oh, I, I despise go. it. I got chills. That was scary. You don't, yeah, I'm not scary. a coward. I said what I thought. Um, yeah. No, okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, segue into really quick. Warriors 116-115 over the Thunder. We have an issue again in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Russell Westbrook took 20 shots. Kevin Durant took 13. Westbrook got 31-7. and seven. Fine. We've talked about this since day one of me being on this show. If Russell Westbrook continues to take more shots than Kevin Durant, they'll never win a championship. And this year, the only difference is that I have Russell Westbrook on my fantasy team, so I don't really care either way because I don't really care about OKC. But they had 10 turnovers combined. Oklahoma City is going to have an issue because Golden State looked really good. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma City looked better. But uh, Andre Godala hits a shot at the buzzer after after a, a near buzzer beater by by Russell Westbrook with 1.3 seconds left uh, to put them up one. So it was a really good game. Stephen Curry looks like an all star that he is. Andre Godala looks. These guys lose at home. No, they won no, at they, home. They, they won at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they came back and won. That that's the most elect. That's the Seattle Seahawks gym of the NBA. One sixteen and one fifteen. Yeah, such such a good game. Clay Thompson's looking like what everybody thought he was going to look like coming out of college. David Lee looks great. Andrew Bogut's healthy. Iguodala now is in like the Lamar Odom role when Shaq and Kobe were there. Nobody expects anything from him, and there's all the pressure's off. And Iguodala had a great game. Like he had fourteen and nine on six shots. I mean, he looks like he did in Philly when he was young. So it'll be interesting to see what the Warriors can do. I mean, they almost they gave San Antonio a run for their money last year in the playoffs. Well, so. West, Westbrook has always been to me has always been a problem. He's so, he's such a he's an all star in my in my opinion. He's an all star, but there are roles on every in every organization. There are roles you can be a star, but a star star should take the twenty shots and you should take the thirteen. Absolutely, you're a point guard. You could create your own shots, uh, but you have to distribute the ball. He's not a point guard. He came out of college as a shooter, as guard. a shooter guard. But they moved in the point, yeah. um, and and he hasn't learned yet. And Stephen Curry, I mean, he he's knocked down that fifteen jumper. He's worked really hard on his jump shot that he didn't have coming out of college. He always have an anchor, and now so he can't rise. And that's later on in the season at some point. Stephen Curry, a pure shooter. Yeah, but he's learned how to play point guard. He right, was a point right. guard at at uh, Davidson, but he was the only good player on the team, so he would shoot and pass. Right. He's learned how to become a facilitator. He gets his shots. But he learned how to become a facilitator. He's growing up in front of our very eyes. And that eighth pick overall, I think it was either sixth or eighth, that a Golden State pick took a chance on him has worked out really, really nice. You think that was a chance? I oh, thought yeah. he was talented. Absolutely. That was, he, he has a pedigree. Most... He has a background. He has it in his blood. Yeah. So uh, that means nothing. Del Curry couldn't pass the ball to save his life. All he did was shoot the ball. He has it in it. his blood. How long did Del Curry play? A lot of years. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's in his blood, man. You just can't. I, I'm not, I don't call that taking a chance. I call that a 
perfect fit for that guy. Well, if if it if it was a bust, you think it's worked out so far? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've uh, leaps and bounds. And Mark Jackson hopefully wins Coach of the Year this year. I mean, he's he's and that was another chance they took. Nobody that he's never coached a day in his life, assistant coach or anything. Well, let's. I tell you what, we're out of time. Uh, it is Friday. Uh, do you agree with the uh, real quick yes or no the uh, American League National League awards? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Clayton Kershaw and the Cy Young's absolutely. You don't think McCutcheon deserves No, it? I, th- oh. I was saying Cabrera more. I mean, he, he had great numbers, but he felt that, that was all towards the first 80% of the year. You know, I, I would have liked to see somebody else win it. Because he deserved it, or you just would have liked to see somebody else win it? You got to, come on, you go on. You, 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 both? No, you can't do both. I don't want to get into this right what's, now. What's this is a 35 minute conversation. This, we have 30 no, seconds not. left. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think they both deserve it. If your numbers prove it, then that's what it is. It's kind of like the Heisman. You if Mike Trout was on a winning team, he probably would have won it. Yeah, I, you know what? The Angels are just, they're everything that's wrong with baseball right now. They're the Carmelo Anthony of baseball. You pay guys a bunch of money, and then they read it right off into the sunset. Speaking of Carmelo and New York Knicks, they found a way to lose again. Yeah, uh, he had 45, though, so he's the yeah. best player in the NBA. Yeah. Well, you, well you, say he, you say he don't have any assists, 45 points and three assists. No, nah, I don't know how many assists he, if he had. But he had four assists. If he had, if he had 28 and 10 assists, they would have won that game. All right, I'll tell you what, we do have to go, but let me leave you with this. Uh, these are some of my words that um, for the next month. I'm, I, this is the way I feel right now. Is this Jerry Springer final thought? Stop letting people who do so, 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 so little, so little for you control such, so much of your mind, feelings, and emotions. I mean, I, I got a lot of people around me. They don't do shit for me. Yeah. They do shit at all, but I, I give them everything. Ball game on that. Kwamla Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. Uh, Alex will be hosting next week. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.